0: Good morning and a very warm welcome to our service. Croeso it's great to have you with us. I've really enjoyed over the last couple of days touching base with many of you and finding out what you're getting up to in this new lockdown. And I look forward to touching base with many more during the week ahead too. If there is any support that we can offer you, whether that be practical or spiritual, then please do get in touch with us. We're doing lots of things at the moment, delivering food parcels, delivering prescriptions, and of course, chatting with people on the telephone. And we've got a team of callers who would be ready to touch base with you. So if that's something that you would appreciate and you're not currently accessing that, then please get in touch with us. We're here to help. We love you and we miss you. Today, during our service, we've got some members of the congregation taking part. Coz and Jill will be reading for us, Glyn will be praying, and Andrew will be helping us to under- understand the scriptures a little better by preaching for us. I hope you enjoy the service, but as we begin, let's just turn to God in prayer. In poor Peth and Newith di Almighty God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace, and in the renewal of our lives, make us make known to us your heavenly glory through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit
1: 1 to 20. The Lord calls Samuel. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak. For your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What was it he said to you, Eli asked? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognised that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God.
2: reading from John 1. Forty-three to fifty-one. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, "Follow me." Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsa- Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, "We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophet also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph." Nazareth. "'Can anything good come from there?' Nathanael asked. "'Come and see,' said Philip. "'When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, "'Here truly is an Israelite, in whom there is no deceit.' "'How do you know me?' Nathanael asked. "'Jesus answered, "'I saw you while you were there still under the fig tree before Philip called you.' "'Then Nathanael declared, "'Rabbi, you are the Son of God.' You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: us to listen to your word with understanding, to receive it with faith, and to obey it with courage, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Lockdown has kept us at home and very much limited the company we have. And as time goes on, that can be a little difficult. It leaves us longing sometimes for greater freedom Oh, it's very nice to belong, it's nice to be with people we know, but after a while it can become a little irritating. They know us too well. We're found out in irritating little habits, and there isn't the option of getting away. Even before this last year, there were concerns about our privacy being talked about. The growth of CCTV has not gone unnoticed. The collection of our online habits by advertisers, the security of our medical records or our work records, uh, were issues that sometimes got raised and talked about. And of course the place of social media, sometimes in terms of bullying or gossip or fake news, even persecution have been an ongoing story, and one which has raised the anxiety level, for some people at least. So, here's a question. How do we react to being known? Is it a threat, or is it a reassurance? We all like to be well thought of, and we have a picture of ourselves that we like to project. It's a good picture, and it comes with a little set of excuses for some, some very minor imperfections, things that aren't quite as we'd like, and we want those around us to respect us and love us, despite those, those very minor works in progress. So we come to today's readings. Nathaniel. Nathanael brought to Jesus by Philip. Nathanael, by the way, may be the same person uh, named Bartholomew in the other Gospels. Nathanael is what we might call a Christian name. Bartholomew, bar Tolmai is a sort of surname or a patronymic. At any rate, Bartholomew, Nathanael, comes to Jesus and finds that he's already known. Jesus says... Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And he comes straight out and says, how do you know me? Has Philip been talking about him? Has Jesus been gossiping or even spying on him? Jesus' answer is equally frank. I saw you while you were still under the fig tree. But it leaves us guessing a bit. We're not sure why Nathanael is so taken with that answer. And we have to guess. Is Jesus showing that he knew something which Nathanael knew was secret? Something that he'd thought about under the fig tree? Perhaps something that he'd prayed about? That would make sense. Or some struggle he was having and Jesus' comment about, An Israelite in whom there's no deceit is some answer that impresses Nathanael so much. We can't be sure, but it does tell us that for Nathanael, Jesus' knowledge of him is reassuring and enough to make him an instant believer. Nathanael was ready for the challenges and the rewards of being known. The story of Samuel is a little different. Samuel, as a young child, was learning to hear and recognise God, as we must too, for God's voice is not widely recognised now either. That verse one, in those days the word of the Lord was rare, there were not many visions, applies equally well to 2021. Samuel did learn, He would become the last and the greatest of the people we call judges, the prophetic leaders of Israel, who led the nation before they had kings. And as we read, the message, that first message he had to receive and deliver, was not an easy one. And there were other times in his life when that was true. It wasn't always an easy life, and his role as prophet and judge was sometimes demanding and even dangerous. But he was in no doubt that he, and indeed all of God's people, were known and understood. And ultimately, that was a source of confidence for him. For Samuel, as for Nathaniel Bartholomew, being known was the doorway to truth. I imagine both of them had struggles giving up their excuses, giving up their illusions, their carefully cultivated self-image, in order to be real and be forgiven, and to learn to look at themselves as God saw them, not as they wanted other people to think of them. Cultivating a self-image of honesty and not of flattery is hard work, as many figures through Christian history have understood and sometimes written about. But if it's hard work, it's also their hope. It was their hope because it was the key to living well with those around them. In those days they were probably closer and less escapable even than a house in lockdown. But it wasn't just for a quiet and harmonious life that they were known and accepted that knowledge, but for the blessing of being what God intended them to be, a judge, a prophet, a disciple. Samuel and Nathaniel were blessed and became a blessing, a blessing to many who knew God through them. They were indeed God's gift and they were happy to be God's gift. And so God's invitation to us is that, yes, like Nathaniel, we should be disciples. We should accept the call to follow. And part of that call is to recognize that we are already known. Known as we really are. No excuses. But known with a welcome and a love. Not a papering over of cracks. Not a saying that everything is good and we're the best people we could possibly be. But a welcome and a love and a way forward. Is God welcome at that level by us? Can we grow through the embarrassments, the difficulties of being known in all our irritating detail? That's a question only you can answer. But maybe lockdown will help us to find out as we struggle with being confined, and perhaps with being known more closely. Let's give thanks for both of these men, but much more. Let's give thanks for a God who knows us, always has known us, and who gently bypasses the stories we want to tell, the image we want to project, and offers us instead the reality, the real us, and the future starting here, which takes that real us and gives it blessing and makes it a blessing for others. It's a wonderful thought, but. Only you can make it a reality. Amen.
4: Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be brought. together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together.
5: Let us pray. Let us first this morning be still and know God. Loving Father, we come to you now in times of uncertainty, as we live through these dark days in the midst of a killer disease. We do not know, dear Lord, what tomorrow will bring, but we know, dear Lord, who is in charge of tomorrow because you are our rock, our refuge, and our strength. And all our hope on you, dear Lord, is founded. So as we pray this morning, shall we remember all those that are in need of healing? Healing Lord, we are walking along a road of life that we have never walked before, surrounded by physical and mental illness. We ask you to heal the sick, uplift the depressed, the stressed, and the anxious, the bereaved, and all who find the lockdown extremely difficult. Dear Lord, come into the hearts and minds of all those who feel unloved, unwanted, rejected, and despised. Send your Holy Spirit upon them to give them faith, hope, and courage to face each day in their present situation. And we remember before you now, dear Lord, all those that work in the National Health Service, all our doctors, our nurses, and specialists, and all those who work to keep the hospitals open, remembering too our paramedics, the ambulance service, and all staff who work in the hospitals. We thank you too, Lord, for all the scientists engaged in the research for COVID vaccines, for their dedication, their intellect, their knowledge and wisdom in which they have, dear Lord, perfected vaccines. So dear Lord, where there was no way, you have made a way. So Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We pray now for our government and for all regional governments and their scientific advisors as they work tirelessly together to overcome this difficult and devastating situation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so, dear Lord, we look at the world around us, all the war and conflict and violence all the hatred. So we bring before you now, dear Lord, all the areas of conflict in the world. Remember in the Yemen, Afghanistan, Iraq and Iran and Libya and Syria. Dear Lord, let there be peace on earth. We ask dear Lord that you come into the hearts and minds of all world leaders. And help them to lead their people from war to peace and despair to hope. Lord in your mercy hear our prayer and dear Lord we remember before you all our loved ones who have gone before us. We remember too all those that loved us and nurtured us, all those dear Lord that taught us about you so that when you called us, we knew your voice. And so, dear Lord, we bring before you all the scientific advisors that are helping our government. We thank you for them, for their dedication, Lord. And so, Lord, in a moment of silence, we bring before you all our problems whatever they may be, Lord. And as we bring our supplications to you, Lord, let us remember those that are ill in hospital or at home, or those this day that are in need of healing, Lord. And let us bring to you, Lord, in the silence of our hearts, all those that we know, we now pray for and loving father be above us to watch over us be beneath us in case we fall walk behind us to encourage us walk before us to lead us and walk beside us to guide us Lord in your mercy hear us. So, Lord, graciously hear us. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: again can I say a big thank you to everyone who took part in our service today I hope that it's helped you journey a little bit closer to Jesus and I hope too that you feel encouraged and blessed at the end of the service as a new week begins let me pray for God's blessing over us the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son Jesus Christ our Lord And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.